1: Welcome to the Finding Holy Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Hales, and here at the Finding Holy Podcast, we want to help you connect the dots between the things that really matter and your everyday holy life. This is a podcast for you if you long for a life that feels spacious, but you're stuck with dishes and laundry and a to-do list a mile long. This is a podcast for you if you long to integrate what you know with who you are and how you live. This is a podcast for you if you need a gentle invitation into the ways of Jesus right in the middle of your actual life. Join authors, pastors, artists, and activists to hear how they connect the big things of life into the ordinary habits of their days. To help you on your journey, you'll get one small step at the end of each episode to take with you into your week. You'll get to hear my guest laundry routines, too, because big things matter, but so does the laundry. And here we have a special bonus episode with my friend and Instagram influencer, Carla Reed. Carla Reed uses Instagram to educate women on sustainable fashion. She helps women be creative with what they wear and to feel less alone. She's the mother of three, wife to Jason, and lives in Southern California. You can follow her on Instagram at Carla Reed. She is also part of our church plant here in Southern Orange County and I wanted to bring her on to talk about what does it look like to spend our money right now? How do we think about things like shopping? Do we support local businesses or do we keep our resources safe and secure when it feels like the world is spinning out of control during this global pandemic with COVID-19? And here is our special bonus episode. Friends, it's really fun to welcome my really good friend, Carla Reed, to the podcast. Carla and her husband, Jason, and their three kids moved to Orange County with us several years ago to start our church, Resurrection Orange County. But besides doing all of that work, she is also an Instagram influencer. And I wanted to chat with Carla because we wanted to talk about money and spending and shopping and all of these things that are part of this conversation around the COVID-19 pandemic. So thanks for coming on, Carla. Thanks for having me. This is fun.
2: It's super fun. (laughs) I wish we were doing it live. I know. know, Wouldn't that be fun? But instead, we're
1: on Zoom. In our our closets. Yeah. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your job. What does it mean to be an influencer? Um, Maybe what are some misconceptions just to orient our audience to what it is that you do?
2: I know it's it's one of the questions that I get. I get so nervous about when people ask me when I'm meeting people for the first time. So I'm like, "Uh, where do I start?" Right? <laughs> um, because you know, everyone has their own opinions or experiences with what a "quote unquote" influencer is. So for me personally, I think of myself as a stylist. What I focus on in my account is helping women, specifically, um, you know, know how to dress their bodies and know how to build functional wardrobes that are versatile that meet, you know, their basic needs, but then that also help them express themselves creatively. So I spend a lot of time doing style sessions, um, on my, I mostly spend time on my Instagram, like on my IG stories, kind of just Mm -hmm. talking through different, you know, outfits or how to style a certain piece um how to care for your clothes and like build a wardrobe that kind of thing so Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and you know most recently I've enjoyed just seeing how you've kind of been trying to get away from fast fashion and so Mm -hmm. uh, and move towards more sustainable practices Um, yeah that's been a yeah it's just been
2: a natural progression I think for me um as I grew kind of my Instagram account, I started out eight years ago, really, which is kind of crazy to think about. But um, I started as a thrifter as like kind of a create, you know, it was my creative outlet, a way mm-hmm. to just kind of have fun. And as it's grown, and as I've had more of a platform, I really, you know, started seeking God to see like, wh- where are you leading me? Like, what, what do I, what should I do with this platform? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many times where I think like, Oh, clothes are just so silly. Is this really what God has for me (laughs) to be doing here on this platform? And, you know, just Mm -hmm. through these last few years, just really seeking God's will, God's plan. Like, why do you give me these gifts and passions? How can I use them Mm -hmm. to glorify you? It really has brought, like, that honestly has been the thing that has driven me more towards more of a conscious closet, I like to call it. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. I don't only shop ethical stores or, you know, like it's, it's a very
1: difficult thing to kind of switch over to. Right. Cause I think sometimes it's really easy to divide our lives into these false boxes, right. Of like sacred and secular. So things like what you wear is we put in the secular box and it therefore doesn't matter. Right. It's kind of how many evangelicals have tended to grow up, but we know that what we put on our bodies not only matters like for people's livelihoods who make those clothes, right? But also how we feel, how we present ourselves, you know, how we work in the world to love other people. Like these are not neutral decisions. Right, right.
2: And the way that we spend our money really shapes who we are and what we believe. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm just If I'm just buying things because they're cheap and they're easy and I just throw them away when I'm done with them, what Mm -hmm. is that really saying about, like, my
1: core values? Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because I think we can tend to view our spending, um, you know, how we spend our money as, you know, something that we control, right, that we have power over. And I think we're finding right now, especially that the pandemic is really whittling down that sense of I control this <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all been stripped away. <laughs> exactly.
2: This that is sense yeah. Of control. Yeah. Which is so, so scary. But I think it's actually I know that I'm finding it personally, like personally finding a lot of like, oh, it's kind of helpful. Like and, and, and a weird sense of peace knowing that like knowing clearly what I have control over and what I don't have control over and Mm -hmm. knowing who actually does have control and that I can rest in that and not myself.
1: (laughs) Right. And so is that something that's, I mean, because honestly, your own your own job is contingent on people spending companies, right. Companies are going to be working with you because you're pointing consumers, you know, to good products, not Mm -hmm. just to anyone, you know, that you're making wise choices, um, you know, in using your platform for God's glory. But, you know, has that sense of, okay, God is ultimately in control being something that's been stabilizing. then for you during this time, realizing your own income, the whole economy is kind of, Crashing exactly <laughs> yes for yeah. sure
2: and to be honest like you know when I started this journey towards more conscious like ethical fashion you know I kind of came to that realization then like uh, last summer where mm. I was just like you know I really feel God's calling me to slow down my own purchases which you know then means I'm not really encouraging other people to to yeah. shop um, I'm. Telling them to, how to take care of their clothes versus buying more clothes, which affects me because I make, I, in a sense, I make commission off of what right. people buy um, through me, and so it it already was kind of a leap of faith for me, and it was mm. a realization of like, you know, I do I even feel okay about <laughs> about that? Like, it's right. already been kind of this like moral dilemma for me, and so in some ways I feel. Prepared for this because mm. I've always been aware of the fact that it is ultimately God who is the one that is providing for me. It's not mm-hmm. that I'm really good at my job or I'm a right. really good salesman or I'm a good stylist or people want to buy the clothes that I wear. Um, you know, God's in control. So it's safe for me to trust Him in His leading in my life. Like a, if He's calling me to go down this road, I can do that and not be afraid because mm-hmm. He will take care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even in this time, I can say, you know, you know, I, cause I see a lot of other bloggers, you know, not to throw anyone under the bus, cause we're all just trying to survive, but you right. see a lot of them like really pumping out the content, kind of out of this place of like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Fear. Um, and you know, how do I monetize this? How do I switch things? You know, like, how, you know, this right. kind of like, I need to continue to control this, this ship. And it's like, i I feel blessed in a way that God, that was a lesson I think that God mm. has been teaching me over this last year of like, this is a ride that, you know, like a way that I'm riding, that I'm <laughs> yeah, blessed yeah. to be able to ride. Yeah. But I am in no way in control. Of mm. this this wave, yeah, <laughs> I'm not the one that's that's like pushing this. I'm yeah. just called to sit and and mm. ride it out in the ways
1: that God is, call, is calling you to do, and in the the ways in ways
2: which He's gifted me.
1: Let's pivot and just talk about how we spend our money now here um, when yeah. things are uns- unsure and uncertain. It's really helping us see that we are not in control, right? And yeah. and where our true hope lies. But what kind of thoughtful practices have you kind of found yourself thinking through um, or encouraging your own audience to about what we do with money?
2: Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, this week, I've been a little quiet about that just because I'm trying to wrap my own brain around what to do. But it is interesting how I've kind of come back to what I've been telling my followers all year with building Mm. a wardrobe. And that is like, you first have to stop and take inventory of what you actually have. Mm -hmm. I think that that is so important. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I think one of the, you know, like we are all at this forced slowdown and yes, that's really scary, but there is a lot of good in slowing down because I think one of the tragedies actually of like our hurried kind of busy lives is that we don't often take the time to stop, take a look around at what Mm -hmm. we really have and we buy and accumulate to fill needs impulsively, like what what we think we need in a moment. And so that's why many of us end up with like food that goes to waste and cluttered garages and closets full of clothes and yet constantly feel like we have nothing to wear. It's because we don't actually stop and take the time like we're just like rushing, rushing and and accumulating and buying. Mm -hmm. Because that's who Mm -hmm. we are. We're consumers. Like we always will be, this is, doesn't change that. We are still, we still will always need things, Right. but like really like stopping, like this is a great time. And really we have no excuse because who's really busy right now. <laughs> like right. We, we have the time to stop and really take inventory. Mm-hmm. What do we have and what do we really need? Mm-hmm. I think that that's the beauty of something like this is that it it really like makes you stop and look in the mirror and see your, like, see what your needs really are. Like, mm-hmm. what can you go without? I mean, we can go without a lot of things. Like, yeah. who knew we could go without Starbucks where we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is that you kind of found right. yourself, like thinking that you need, like this boils it down to like, what do I actually need? So, you know, Taking like inventory, I think, I think that's a great, yes. no matter yeah. what, whether you're, whether you just lost your job, or you have a very stable job, um, or you're making money during this time. I mean, there's a lot of people who are like actually benefiting from this. And so like, but stopping, like taking the time to stop and see what do I have? It kind of, that forced slowdown, it's a good time to really look around, see what you have and to give thanks for it. Like, Mm. so that way, when you do go to consume, you're doing it out of a place of gratitude and Mm. not out of a place of like scarcity of like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to, I need to like, I need to pad myself. I need to like, you know, um, because we know, ne- I I don't know about you, but like anytime I buy out of a frantic state, it's never a good good purchases. It's Never a good purchase. <laughs> yeah. Never, yeah. No, no. It's it's always there's always like guilt or you know, yes. kind of like confusion yes. afterwards or right. just kind of this like let ah, like, it's Yeah, not really what you need or what you right. want. It's just done in this like moment of like <gasps> it's easy to get caught up in like this hoarding mentality right now. Right. Um you know, telling ourselves if we had these certain things and it will somehow protect us from our pain or our Mm -hmm. suffering. I mean, the toilet paper pandemic is a perfect example of that. We all laugh and make fun of it. But the reality is, is that we all have those certain trigger things that we're like, well, if I, like for me, I found myself buying a ton of crafts for my kids because I thought, well, if I
1: could just keep my kids occupied (laughs) then
2: I think i will be okay and I'll survive this time.
1: We'll be back in just a second with the rest of our conversation.
0: and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org.
1: And here's the rest of our
2: conversation. For those people that find themselves in a place where you have extra, um, you know, like taking inventory is important, making sure you're actually meeting your needs and not just blowing money on whatever it is that you want to find comfort in, in that mm, moment, mm-hmm, you know? Right. Because um, that's super tempting. Um, it's important to like take inventory and buy what you actually need so that you don't miss an opportunity to be generous. Mm. Because I think that that's where the beauty lies. And those of us who do find a bit of security right now, there is a beauty in being able to give that away. I think we have to fight against that, yeah. you know, mentality. Comes, right of like, oh, I got to hunker down. I better be safe. I better keep my family safe.
1: Right. I have to protect myself from other people and their needs. Yeah. Exactly. And when you don't
2: take good inventory of what you already have, you Mm -hmm. tend to have like an inflated sense of what your needs are. You know, like you tend to kind of like extra pad yourself and it's like, well, no, we actually have exactly what we need and we have more. So how can we, Mm. you know, like turn that out and be generous and Yeah. Like shopping in ways that can bless other people. So I kind Mm. of like broke it down into different categories that I'm trying to think of. Yeah. So like, like how can I, yeah, shop in ways that will bless other people. So like meeting someone else's needs, like, and I think that that's super healthy too, to not just be focused on your own needs all the time, but to be open, have your eyes open to like, how can I help other people? Um, Mm -hmm. even in small ways, you know, just bless them. Mm -hmm. Um, shopping small, if you can shop a small business or an Etsy shop or something and, Mm -hmm. you know, to gift to someone else. And then, you know, like ordering takeout and buying gift cards. Like one thing, um, people have said, you know, like buying a gift card to a salon, like, and not just hoarding that gift card so that you use it in the future to get your hair done, but like, do that and give it to someone who mm. is actually and will need it when this is all over. So it would be helpful for that business, not just that you buy the gift card and right. then use it, use down it the yourself, road, yeah. but like get by that gift card and be able to gift that mm. to someone else. You know, now's not a time to be stingy and like hold mm. on tight mm-hmm. to our money to protect mm-hmm. ourselves. You know, God mm-hmm. is the one who has been generous to us and he is the one who's going to protect us and provide for us in the future. Yeah, And so you know, we can be free to be generous, like, um, which is such a gift and that's how we will actually survive this together.
1: Right. And it's those, those generosity, those moments of generosity, I think that just show us the goodness and faithfulness of God. I mean, I'm just thinking like, um, like, you gave me this gorgeous leather jacket, <laughs> like, <laughs> preemptive, you know, for my birthday Um, that wasn't the right like, size for you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this has been on my wish list forever. <laughs> um, You know, and just like those Well, moments, and
2: what do I always tell you? Like, when I give people things, like, yeah. you know, like, and especially my clothes, because of course, like, because I work with companies, I get lots of free, I get things gifted to me and it makes, it brings me so much joy to give it to people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who need it because just sitting around with stuff that you don't need does not actually bring you any comfort. So yeah. hoarding, you know, like 50 k- k- like pallets of toilet paper is not going to really make <laughs> you feel any, more, any, but like giving that to a neighbor, yeah, giving that out to people, like I, you had such a great idea. I thought of just like, leaving rolls of toilet paper to all of your neighbors with a note that says with your phone number saying like, Hey, if you need anything, let me know. Like yeah. I would love, you know, just as a gesture, like just be creative in the ways that we can be generous.
1: Yeah. I think, it, yeah. Generosity is kind of probably one of the things right now, particularly that Christians have the opportunity to be yeah different. Yes. Because we are free.
2: We mm-hmm. are free to give, give our things away because we know who actually provides for us. It's mm-hmm. not us you know, counting our pennies or keeping all of our money under our pillows or, you know, our job security. It is that God provides for us. We have our needs. We take our inventory. We have our needs. um, And then we're able to give the rest of it away and give people a piece of the piece that we get Mm. to experience.
1: Mm. Um, Mm. I love that. (sighs) Tell us a little bit about how this time might also be a time of creativity for you. Yes. So that was actually another one
2: that I think is an an important thing to foster right now. (laughs) I don't know. I get, I get bogged down with all the necessities, like the boring necessities. And I have found I have to balance it a bit with, with like also investing some into my creativity or into my Mm. children's creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so I actually, this last week, one of the things I did by myself is, like, watercolor, like, Mm. a painting set. It's Uh something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, when I started Instagram, it was a creative outlet. It was never intended to be this job, you know. And so, in a lot of ways, once you start monetizing your, quote-unquote, art or your, you know, creative expressions, I do think it's important that you find those other avenues in which you are expressing yourself creatively creatively, um, and you know, not that it has to, you know, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't, right. have to, it's just like a way in which you express yourself because yep. once you start monetizing the way right. you are creatively expressing yourself, it just gets super complicated yeah. <laughs> and it just, it starts to, it becomes unbalanced. Um, yep. and so, yeah, like buying watercolor and, and, you know, I did say that I was hoarding crafts for my kids, but that was just <laughs> definitely something where I'm like, I want to make sure that we are fostering. Mm-hmm. Um, ways to create art in this time and mm-hmm. you know from what we know about history and just art comes from places of pain and discomfort mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know like some of the mm-hmm. most beautiful pieces and so making time and um, not being afraid to use resources for that I think mm-hmm. is, is an mm-hmm. important part of like making this time beautiful
1: Yeah. You know, I, um, Bryce, my husband went to the grocery store and did our big grocery shop and he brought home a bouquet of flowers. And I was like, oh, Oh. thank you. I didn't even put that (laughs) on the list, but I was like, oh, thank you. Like we need those, you know, beautiful things. We need creative things that are generative, um, when everything feels really scarce. And even if it's something really small or you, you know, go collect flowers on your walk. Um, but these are the sorts of things that help sustain like the human soul, right? When, oh, when all of a sudden all of our limits are just kind of crowding in on us. But I think limits yeah. also really birth creativity. Like your own yes. Instagram account absolutely. right? really started with you creating outfits from what you already had. Um, and so right. I think there is yeah. a sense in which our creativity has the opportunity to grow under right. this limits of our yeah, pandemic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good, I, uh, that's such a good thing. But here's where the balance comes in is that some of us will just want to spend money on the frivolous things right <laughs> and the comforts. Right. It's like, it's important to take inventory, know what you actually need, and then then not be afraid to spend the money or the time on things that are also just beautiful and like cultivating, cultivating mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. not just getting caught up on like, like the bare necessities or the need, right. I don't know. is for me, as a creative, that's like super important. Yeah. Another another category I kind of put is um, spending money on things that connect you with other people. Mm-hmm. I think you know we tend to spend money on ourselves to comfort ourselves or pat pat ourselves or even just like our own family. But like mm-hmm. you know, thinking about um, you know, like this last week, I bought um, a few games, like. For our family to play together, mm-hmm. um or you know maybe it's like upgrading your technology so that you can stay connected better with your family or your friends, or you know like just like thinking of spending money and your time as ways of connection yeah. um, out even just like outside of your home mm-hmm. like, when I was buying the groceries that we need, um, as a family, I also bought like baking supplies. That wasn't something we really needed, but I was like, oh, this was a time that we could like spend baking together, like me with my kids. And that's just like another way to kind of foster connection during this time.
1: Right. And um, and can be opportunities to gift outside of your home. What's maybe one or two kind of rooting practices that you've experienced to kind of transition from you know, thinking of my money or um, as something that I have, you know, that I need to control versus feeling like actually all we have is a gift from a generous God.
2: A few years ago, I started, you know, when I wake up in the morning, the very first thing I do is read out of the Psalms. Mm -hmm. I feel as if that's been very rooting for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Just instead of picking up my phone and letting letting other voices kind of into my head. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like other other, it's just everything's so loud right now. I feel like social media is loud and the news is loud. Like every time you pick up your phone, it's like you, you are going to be bombarded with things that are completely out of your control. Yeah. And so being able, like having a practice of before I allow any of that, I first have to speak truth to myself. And how Mm. do I do that? Like, how do I speak truth to myself? I, I need to spend time in scripture where God has told me his truth like where it is written down and and I can see it and I can read it mm-hmm. um I need to um pray and give over my worries and my concerns to a god who cares and a god who listens before yeah on top of my worries i'm hearing all the worries of the world and everyone right. else you know Yeah. Um, and then spending time in silence of just like allowing then god to speak back to me yeah. you know yeah. that has been something newer for me in the last mm-hmm. probably 6 months yeah um, is just taking time to be silent before god because we We do a lot of talking to God, you know? That's where I have found a lot more peace is just like taking that practice of like resting, of just Mm -hmm. like being quiet. And it's a good reminder of, I don't really bring anything to the table. I don't need to bring anything to the table. Mm. Like it's already a feast that's laid out for me and I can just rest in that, you know, like just sit and Mm -hmm. like receive. That's been really, really life-changing for me, honestly, in the last yeah. six months. When you start from a place of like, you don't you don't need anything that you're, you, you know, like you don't need to bring anything to the yeah. table to make yeah. this work. This right. table is already set for you. Yeah. You yeah. can receive and from that you go out and you do your good work.
1: Mm-hmm. And that might be just a, a fitting way to think about this as well in regards to... Our money is that you know God might be calling you to receive and not simply yeah. give, give or spend. Right? It might be that yeah you you get to receive the gift from the neighbor or the friend or your church community that that receiving is is yeah. also important.
2: Yeah, that goes so against I feel like our culture where it's yeah. like you want to be the savior, you want to be the hero, you want to be the one right. always being generous, and but the reality is is that that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. We are not the heroes of the <laughs> right. story here. Yeah. Yeah. Like we we don't we only give out of what we have been given. Receiving, like actually sitting back and allowing someone to bless you or some like to receive some from someone else is a good practice in just recognizing yeah. that God works in many ways to fit, to meet our needs and he does that especially through other people. If mm-hmm. we're not ever willing to let people Help us, yeah. Um, then we are missing out on a way in which God is God is providing for our mm-hmm, needs, and mm-hmm. and He does that through connection through other yeah. people. That's like yeah. such a good point.
1: Yeah. So as we close, I always like to ask all my guests about their laundry routine. Um, it's my little <laughs> tagline here, uh, Carla. What does your laundry routine oh, or hack look like? <laughs> I Feel. Busted on this,
0: and those it's okay. Of, like
2: my followers who follow me, I did a whole laundry like tutorial type of thing. Like, yeah, uh, probably a year and a half ago, where I started doing daily laundry. I started doing small loads every day to stay on top of it because I was one of those people that was like, I hate laundry. It piles up. Like, right. It yes. rules my life. I hate it. I I will never love laundry. And I started doing small loads every day. Finished like you start to finish. It was amazing. And I found freedom in it and I actually started to love it and enjoy it. And I did that for about a year. And I have to say that in the last probably like, you know, like six to nine months, I have really gone back to some of my old ways of just like letting it pile (laughs) up and then being like, Oh, I've got to do the laundry. And it's like, becomes a stressful thing because we have to, we have to pull our van out in order to do our laundry because it's in the garage. Yeah, and so it's this big ordeal. Lately, it's just been interesting because lately I had even said to Jason, like, okay, now that we're home, like, I need to start doing the laundry every day because it really is this grounding practice. Mm. And he's the same way with the dishes. So Jason yeah. does the dishes, I do the laundry, yes. and he's the same way where it's, if he does it, does the dishes every day. Yeah, it's like it's like oil in the machine of our family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. So I'm like, okay, we need to get back to our practice of doing this every day because it just, you know, it's actually can bring joy. And I find myself being like thankful for my kids and, and inventory, like, you will not overbuy clothes if you do your laundry every day <laughs> because you will yeah. know
1: exactly what you have. That's definitely. I love it. Yeah. yeah no, I think that's good. I mean, and to realize that some of our routines are going to get really messed up right now, but yeah. that, that was a good time too to reset some of our right, routines right. because yeah. we
2: actually have the time to build routines from scratch. Yep. Like you know, I do find myself going like, "Wow, this would be a great time to really get these certain routines down," so that yes. when life starts to pick up and be busy again. I can stay grounded in what really needs to happen for our family.
1: Yes. And you know what? One thing that's been super encouraging for me is just to think about one thing that's been really great in our kind of process of this pandemic is realizing that really all I have is like today, we really only have the moment, right? We only, and so to to do your laundry every day is one way in which you're like, this is how I'm serving God. This is how I'm serving my family. But like, I don't know what's going to happen. And so we can't, just keep piling up because we're so important you know and so we're so important so we can't do our laundry. <laughs> right. <laughs> or like we just keep buying new stuff so that we don't have to wash our old stuff. Like right. that was actually like, yeah. <laughs> like that's not healthy practice. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Carla, thank you. It's been so fun to talk about yeah, some of these so issues. Um, I know it's super complex but I hope it it's given our listeners just a few small starting places to think about creativity and generosity about how to provide for other people, how to recognize our own our own lack of resources, um, in new ways, mm-hmm. right? That God would be safe.
2: Yes. Amen.
1: <laughs> all right. Take care. Okay. Thanks. Friends. I hope you had a few small tangible things to take with you from that conversation with Carla Reed. It was really helpful for me to think about ways that we can practice generosity, that we can practice what we say we believe, that we believe God is good, that he is faithful, that he clothes the lilies of the field, and he pays attention to the sparrows. And so he will not leave us alone. He will not fail to provide for us. And so we can have confidence in that. And I wanted to leave you with one small step. And it's simply this, this week, is to pray through your budget. Maybe you're reevaluating your spending habits. Maybe you're thinking about ways in which you can be generous and provide for people. We obviously are all experiencing this differently. Many of us have been let go from a position. Many of us find our jobs feeling increasingly unstable. Lots of people in ministry are, of course, dependent on the generosity of others for their own financial stability. Pray through your budget and consider the ways that God might be asking you to be generous. You might also be called to not only give, but to receive. I'd love to hear what you're learning during this pandemic. I'd love to continue the conversation. And I want to just give a quick little offer to new subscribers to the Finding Holy podcast. If you've joined me over from Carla Reed's Instagram feed or anywhere else, and you just click that little subscribe button, wherever you listen to podcasts, let me know. Go ahead and reach out at to me on Twitter or Instagram at A.A. Hales. That's A.A. Hales. Let me know you're a new subscriber. If you're a new subscriber, I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Finding Holy in the Suburbs. And I also wanted to alert your attention to a free resource I have in the show notes. You can click on it for your anchoring points in a pandemic. And they're just five little bullet points to help you think of how you can break down the unit of your day so that you don't spin out of control when it feels like the world is doing just that. So friends, thank you. Please share this episode with a friend as we think together about how COVID-19 is really reshaping not only our economy, but our souls. And I hope that these limitations that we're feeling will actually usher us into the spacious life. So remember, big things matter, but so does the laundry.